Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. What up? Jalen Brown used to have tall hair and a short beard, and now he has short hair and a tall beard. What's up, nerds? It's basketball. Welcome to Horse, a basketball podcast about everything except for the wins and losses. My name is Mike Schubert, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusted co-host, the ripped elbow portions to Steve Ballmer's shirt, Eric Silver. Eric, how's it going? I can't fault him. You know, Steve Ballmer and I are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. We get super heated about things. We love basketball, both billionaires in our own right. Right. But, you know, I just I love that enthusiasm. I know. I'm just concerned because he's worth billions and he can't get better shirts. He's just that enthusiastic. I get that he's that intense and he's pumping his arms and stuff, but my guy, you got to be able to buy a better shirt. Come on. <laughs> he has enough money where he could buy a thousand shirts a day. Like he's got, I don't have to do laundry money. And <laughs> he's, out here, do laundry. he's out here rocking shirts that are so beaten battered that they're ripping when he gets hype. But hey, I'm glad he's getting hype. Mike. Yeah. Happy start of the NBA season. Happy start of the NBA season. Happy Yom HaLebronica. LeBron, I did that just for the jokes. I know what it is. Cool. Uh, Happy OKC Blue year. That's their G League team. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's actually not bad. Except the OKC Blue. Probably bad. So, Eric, we got a whole lot of things to talk about, mainly uh, China. But before we get into some of the bad, <laughs> sad things that are happening, let's talk about happy things. You know who makes me happy? Our patrons. Yes, and in order to talk about them, we got to go to the Memorial Locker Room for Teal. Teal also makes me happy because Teal is still alive. We actually have confirmation that she's alive now. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, all right, Mike is finally cleared of the murder of Teal. I didn't. She's fine. <laughs> But now we have proof, so now we know that it's fine. I don't know why everybody doubted me. So, as you mentioned, things that make us happy are our new patrons. So shout out to Jessica Barr and Carolyn Keel, and a huge shout out to our new producer-level patron, Bilal Johnson. They join the team of Brianne Wingate, Berger, Skylar Jorgensen, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross Papa, Akano, Cody Powell, Salvatore Testa, Trust the Process, Samantha Rose, Polly Burge, I Worked with Eric Stad, Kaylin Hates, Square Dancing, Jordan Wood, and I Am Adam Silver. Now, Mike, I have a really important story for you that I've been sitting on for two weeks okay. to make sure that we could talk about this. On the podcast. Okay. So right before we went to Boston, uh, my dad called me to check in. I could tell him that I was going to Boston and doing the live show. And he's like, hey, so have you checked out your uh, new producer level patrons on? (gasps) (laughs) You know, I'm like, yeah, I am Adam Silver. Everyone keeps saying that they're uh, my dad. And he's like, oh, no, that's me. That's (laughs) so good. He didn't tell me until after we've been talking about this for weeks. He's like, oh, I thought you would know. I'm like, well, we've been joking about the fact that I have another father, so probably not. He also told me that the other choice he was going to go with was the conditioner. The what? The knish and commissioner. The conditioner. What is, is conditioned? A knish Jewish is a thing? G- it's a Jewish potato deliciousness. I need to get you a knish. It's not hard to find a knish in New York City. I have Googled knish. Oh. 
I actually have not had one of these. Oh, they're delicious. I will get one. You've, I will get you one. They look really tasty. They're they, so good. They look like what we're about to eat in Texas, kolaches. Ooh, I'm so excited. Let's talk about this first. Yeah. Let's talk about this first. So speaking of, Horse is going to be performing live, opening up for Potterless, my favorite other podcast. <laughs> my favorite other podcast The host that I'm is on. just such a good guy, and he reached out to us asking if we <laughs> would open up for him, and we, of course, obliged. So yeah, Thursday, November 21st, we are going to be in Houston, Texas, performing Horse Live, much like we did for the Seattle show. I imagine it will be Houston-based. I'm probably just going to talk about how much I love Russell Westbrook. You can go and get tickets. We'll have information at multitude.production slash live, and you can get your tickets there. Yeah, I'm excited to go. I heard mm-hmm. that that guy who's always a guest on Potterless will also be there. Yeah, it's going to be a really good show. I'm really glad we got the invite. It's going to be super fun. Super hooking us up. I'm going to eat so well. I'm so excited. We already have come all for, the meals planned. It's come great. for just the fact that I'm going to talk about food the whole time. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I need to talk about how James Harden doesn't have food in his beard all the time. He's just got a really good support staff that's always like, oh, hey, James, and then pick it out of his beard. So aside from that, we have other exciting things going on, mainly that we can eat food in Houston because we have sponsors. We have two sponsors on this episode. Bang, bang. The first sponsor we've got is My Bookie. The timing of this is perfect because with the NBA back in season, there's no better way to be a part of the action than to put stakes in the game with My Bookie. If you go to mybookie.ag, you can put on some wagers on different things. Recently, I tried to use a different betting site, and guess what? You had to be in New Jersey to do it, so I couldn't do it, so I immediately withdrew my money. Thanks, non-sponsor of the show. I'm going to use my bookie now because you can do a lot of good bets on different NBA games. They have the NCAA as well. When that comes into play later in the year, there's so much fun stuff going on. I am a competitive person. You might have noticed this from my general social media presence. Mm -hmm. So putting money on games just as much is just a validation of me and all the things that I do that are right. So I'm definitely here to compete on my bookie. I've always wanted to do sports betting, but I never have. And now I can with my bookie. And special promo with my bookie. If you use the promo code HORSE, you can activate an offer where my bookie will double your first deposit. So if you decide that you want to bet $50 on stuff, my bookie is going to go, hey, here's $50 more, which is pretty sweet. Gotta love free money. So again, go to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code HORSE, and you will get double your cash as they double whatever your first deposit is. But we also have another sponsor, Eric. You know who it is? Is it Tencent, the notorious Chinese company? No, but if you want to protect Tencent from hacking your stuff, you can use Dashlane, who actually is sponsoring this episode. (laughs) With Dashlane, you can fill out forms fast, you can remember all your passwords, and you can keep all your online data safe and accessible with their all-in-one app. Oh, thanks, Dashlane. I think I understand enough about computers the same way I understand enough about basketball, is that I like the funny things, but I don't really understand the things that goes into it. But Dashlane does, and they're going to keep you safe, and they can even keep you away from annoyance, such as every website having different password standards. Oh, this one has to have a special character. Oh, this one's not allowed to have a special character. Hey, guys, can we just agree on one thing? But Dashlane's (laughs) got your back. They can remember all your passwords. It works across multiple devices, so if you're using your phone, your tablet, your laptop whatever it is they've got it so you can share passwords as well safely with friends and family so like netflix login when your mom is trying to do it or your dad's trying to get in on your nba all access pass so he can stream the celtics at home right because my dad can't use our nba streams anymore and he's super bad about it Uh, it's super grumpy may our nba streams rest in peace but you can get a special promotion with dashlane as a listener of horse if you go to dashlane.com horse you get a 30-day free trial no credit card required and then if you like it and you want to go beyond the free 
trial, you can use the code HORSE at checkout and save 10% off Dashlane Premium. Oh, nice. Which is pretty great. So Dashlane.com slash HORSE for a 30-day free trial. And then if you like it and you want to keep at it, use HORSE at checkout for 10% off Dashlane Premium subscription. Well, that's great. I'm so glad that this is just the only ad reads we're going to... Oh, wait. Hold on. Someone's knocking on the studio. Oh? Oh, yeah. Hi. Oh. Okay, cool. All right, thanks. Wow, that was Dirk Nowitzki. Whoa. Yeah, I guess he had, he had a message for me. I guess now that he's retired, he just uh, is a messenger. Yes. Uh, oh, it's from Jeffrey Craner. Jeffrey Craner. Oh, noted Mavs fan, Jeffrey Craner. You mean the person who got famous for being on horse? I do. Yes. Oh, no, wait. It says Jeffrey has also done other things. They have his bio right here. He's done other things other than being on horse. He's actually the co-writer of the audio fiction show Within the Wires, mm. which is now back for season four. Season four. It's on the end of its rookie deal. It's really out here trying to get that big contract extension. And I think it will because Within the Wires is a unique and immersive fiction show that tells stories using found audio from an alternate 20th century. And season four, getting that contract, this story is about a mother and daughter as they attempt to lead an anti-government commune surviving on the fringes of society. Uh, Jeffrey also added, just like the maps. Ah, I like it. I was going to say alternate 20th century. You mean one where the Knicks were better? I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's this James Dolan has taken over everything. The Knicks beat the Bulls every time in the playoffs. <laughs> this season of Within the Wires is told via tape-recorded letters home to her daughter and sermons to the commune. And these episodes are some of the most engrossing yet. I love all the shows under the Welcome to Night Vale umbrella. And Within the Wires is doing something really special. I mean, I trust everything Jeffrey says. And there's even uh, Jaina Matthewson, who's also... Uh, keeping him in check so there's a lot less Luca references than I thought there would be fun 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 so each season is a self-contained story and you can jump right in with season four right now so find within the wires in your favorite app or at within the wires.com I agree you should check it out all right bye Dirk Nowitzki thanks Dirk see ya fade away into the great mid-range in the sky I can see him. he's crossing the street and he's doing it on one foot <laughs> So, Eric, we are all ready and prepped in the locker room. We're ready to discuss something meaty. It's a big one. In this very special and thoroughly researched edition of Full Court Press. Get it? Like the news? Like the real news? <laughs> like the, oh, the actual news? The yes, real, they do know what that the is. The real stuff we have to talk about. So unlike a bunch of other charlatans in the NBA, we said that we were not educated on the Hong Kong issue. And then we got educated on the Hong Kong and issue. We did a lot of research on it. And we're actually going to talk about it. First, I want to give a shout out to listener Mayan, who reached out to me on Twitter and said, hey, if you want to know more about the Hong Kong stuff, I studied that kind of thing in college and still know a lot about it today. Here's some info. They did a very great recap, which helped me understand a lot of things. I've also pulled up a bunch of different articles. So let's start at the very beginning of all the Hong Kong stuff. The reason we're talking about this is that this has started a whole battle between the NBA and China, who has a lot of money in the NBA. They just recently expanded their partnership. But let's start at the beginning for why Hong Kong are protesting. So something I did not realize, I didn't realize it was this recently. Did you know Hong Kong was a British colony until 1997? Yeah. That was so... I was five. Yeah. 
that's bonkers. Anyway, so 1997, Hong Kong is given back to China. And China being China, they do this interesting separation where they kind of let them be their own sovereign nation, but China feels still like they kind of own them. But the official slogan of this setup is one country, two systems. Hong Kong is supposed to be able to work and run on its complete own. They don't got to worry about China. They're supposed to be separate. Right. But they still have like a lot of British influence because they were under there. I remember my brother went to Hong Kong a little while ago and like everyone speaks English. It's this weird like fusion as so many uh, countries that are underneath colonial reign from and have masters Mm -hmm. where it's like a fusion of all these cultures together. So it's like British influence and it has all this stuff, but there's all the trappings that you might expect from canonical Asia, China. Basically, Hong Kong is like a Western country where you don't have to worry about people, you know, not letting you have certain amounts of children or stuff like this. (laughs) Right. That's the UK influence there. (laughs) So now the question is, why is Hong Kong protesting? So this all centered around an extradition bill. And this extradition bill started because there was a couple from Hong Kong that was on vacation in Taiwan. The boyfriend murdered his girlfriend. Great. And then he was back in Hong Kong, but there's no extradition procedures. Extradition is when you are found guilty of doing something in another country, but they're in another one. And then there's a process of that country where you committed the crime, convicting you because you were on their soil, etc. But basically, there was nothing in place between Hong Kong and China. So when this came up, it was an issue. And it's a whole nother can of worms because it happened in Taiwan. And Taiwan is trying to be separate from China, but China refuses to acknowledge their sovereignty. Whole nother can of worms. Not even going to get into that. That's also really bad for China. <laughs> it's almost like China doesn't like it when countries try to not be China. Ugh. So all of these protests started because the head of Hong Kong, the chief executive, Carrie Lam, wanted to introduce this extradition bill, which has this really long and complicated name. The Fugitive Offenders and Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters Legislation Amendment Bill 2019. It's the name of this. It should, it, it should get rejected just on the name alone. It's not like in the United States where they try to like jam a bunch of words together so it spells dream or yeah, act. This, this would spell Fomlachmalaba 2019. Nice. <laughs> Good. So Lam proposed this bill and Hong Kong citizens hated it because they truly feared that if you set up a precedent of where mainland China can try to impose their communist legislation upon free and sovereign Hong Kongers, this is going to open Pandora's box of trouble. China could find more excuses to utilize extradition. So the Hong Kong citizens were truly against this. Mm. So it's about the bill. It's not like Hong Kong is trying to support this person that murdered his girlfriend. It's about the bill, and that's what this is all centering on. Right, and I feel like since then, what it started there, but now it's becoming this larger idea of democracy and Hong Kong have being its own sovereign state. And that's why the protests have been going on for like five, six months now. So the Hong Kong protests have expanded beyond just the extradition bill into five demands. They even have a slogan called five demands, not one less. And here are the five things that they want. One, they want that extradition bill completely gone. And as of yesterday, it is gone. But Hong Kong now has said too little too late because now there's more than just the extradition bill at stake. Two, they want retraction of the 
riot characterization of the protests. Mm -hmm. They were just protesting. They don't want it to be pegged as a riot. Three, they want the release and exoneration of anyone arrested for protesting because they are allowed to protest. They were not riots. They feel that this is unjust. Four, they want the establishment of an independent commission of inquiry into police conduct and use of force during protests. That was what really escalated things is that they were just trying to protest and the police was really brutal. And then finally, their last demand is that Carrie Lam resign and that they tried to implement universal suffrage for legislative council and chief executive elections. Great. Now, Mike. Yes. This all sounds great and political. Mm-hmm. Now, why are we talking about this on Horse, our ostensible <laughs> basketball podcast? We are. One thing I want to note is that China now has said that they might replace Carrie Lam later in the year. But again, Hong Kong is like, yo, we're way past Carrie Lam at this point. Real. Okay. <laughs> so the reason we're talking about this is a month or so ago, Daryl Morey, who is the general manager of the Houston Rockets, tweeted while he was in Japan for a Rockets preseason game, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And within minutes, shit had hit the fan and covered the entire room because (laughs) China did not enjoy this. What an innocuous tweet. I bet Daryl Morey was like, you know what? I have friends who are dealing with this. I could. I have lots of followers. They should know more about Hong Kong. Who would have thought that he? This whole thing would have happened just because he tweeted seven words. It's bonkers, and there has been so much fallout. Something fun is that it was, I think, at two a.m. local time in Japan. So there is the <laughs> chance that this is the most damaging financially drunk tweet to ever take place. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into this. Yeah, so a lot of things happened almost immediately after this. One of the bigger issues is that the Rockets and China have a very close relationship because Yao Ming, someone that is very important to China, he played on their national basketball team for many years. He's now running the Chinese National Basketball Organization. Mm -hmm. He had a great career with the Rockets, a lot of success. The Rockets were kind of China's team. China really loves the Rockets. Kobe Bryant uh, and Derrick Rose. Uh. They have a thing for people with sexual assault allegations, I guess. Ooh, all right. <laughs> so they immediately cut ties with the Rockets. They decided to not show their games on their streaming platforms anymore. They took them off of the website. So it listed all 30 NBA teams, but then it just dropped to just 29. Just like getting dumped on Instagram. <laughs> You gotta unfollow. Immediately, immediately wiped from everything. I saw that Mark Stein tweeted a little while ago that the Rockets could lose about $25 million in Chinese sponsorships. Yep, sounds about right. Oh, God. So much money. Daryl Morey released an apology, too, on Twitter, which was the most my dad made me say sorry apology ever. You know, when you're a kid and your dad's like, go over there and apologize to Billy. Hey, Billy, my dad told me to come over and say that I'm sorry. That was the Daryl Morey tweet. Right, well, that's, the. I mean, it literally was because immediately after Daryl Morey tweeted, the owner of the Rockets <laughs> tweeted Who like- sucks? This he, dude sucks. He, he was like, oh, just so you know, no, Daryl Moore does not speak for the Rockets. Not even a little bit. So you know he was forced to do it. Tillman Fertitta, whose name sounds like Egg Fertitta, sucks a lot. This guy is James Dolan Light. Can we get a Tillman Fertitta when, for breakfast in Houston? 
Yes. <laughs> we'll make it happen. I'll make you a Tillman Fertitta. You make an egg frittata, and then you just shit on it. And then you throw it out because China told you to? Yep, pretty there much. There it is. The NBA then released a statement, and what was interesting about the statement is that in English, it was more supportive of Daryl Morey and free speech, and then the Mandarin translation was much more lenient and more China favorable, which they later on went to say was just, you know, a translation error, but it feels incredibly intentional yeah so i think the, the language of it is so interesting because i have the the two statements up he said uh we recognize the views expressed by the houston rockets general manager daryl morey have deeply offended many of our friends and fans in china which is regrettable and the other one in the chinese one uh that was posted on weibo which again is the only chinese social media platform which is allowed it said the league was extremely disappointed by the inappropriate comment made by morey Totally different tone here. It's like Daryl Morning is a bad man and he did things that we all find inappropriate. And then my dad had a day. Yes. Which I got to give credit to your dad. He gave the best possible, if we're talking all of his statements, because I think you have to look at a lot of these things as what people said in groups and not individual things Mm because it comes scattered. But I think as a whole, Adam Silver has done the best job while still being the commissioner of the NBA. Exactly. He's gone as far as you can without saying, hey, yo, fuck China. Hong Kong needs some help. But he did really go to the mat for free speech, not condemning Daryl Morey, saying they're not going to reprimand him, they're not going to fire him, they're not going to fine him. And China is very upset with this. So Mm -hmm. they expand beyond just banishing the Rockets from existence to cutting a lot of ties with the NBA. So they cancel a bunch of the preseason games that were supposed to happen in China. Then there was all the stuff in the year about how Tencent, who is a streaming sponsor of the NBA, if that deal was going to get canceled or not, because recently they spent $1.5 billion expanding the deal that they have with the NBA for five more years, being the exclusive streaming partner of the NBA over in China. I mean, $1.5 billion is a decent amount of change. That's a lot of dollars. That's a lot of dollars. That's a even more yen when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But then it started expanding into some other stuff. There was a Chinese team playing in the U.S. against the Sixers, and two people went to the game with a Hong Kong protest line, and they got kicked out. It's not great that Americans are getting kicked out of games with a pro-Hong Kong sign because the stuff that China's doing extends beyond that. They have a lot of oppressive things going on. Please read articles for more information about stuff like concentration camps against Muslims that are over there. It's a whole bad look for China. This then expanded into players because throughout the NBA, this has been one of the better things about the NBA is a lot of players or coaches or owners are outspoken towards injustice. Now they're looking for players to be active here. Harden, Curry, LeBron, all these people that make a lot of money overseas from China were put on the mic to say stuff, and they all basically said nothing. Harden said he was sorry for what Daryl Morey said. Steph Curry didn't really say a whole lot. Steve Kerr didn't really say a whole lot, which was an especially bad look because he's been incredibly vocal. And I understand that a lot of these guys don't have to speak up on everything. They are not politicians. It is fine. But the answers that they give or the responses that they give are just not ideal. And the least ideal is LeBron James. Yeah, I think before we get into LeBron, who actually, I think, has put himself forward as a representative. So we're going to look at him with more scrutiny. I mean, a lot of these people were also over in China Mm -hmm. at at around these times. And again, it's kind of precarious when you're in that country. And people are like, why is your country bad? And like, uh, I guess, I don't know. So I'm not going to hold that against James Harden. Uh, Steve Kerr. 
I mean, he got beat up by Trump for all the stuff that he said. So, like, just fuck all that entire noise. But, you know, I think that the stuff with LeBron is very pertinent because he's putting himself out there. He says he's not going to shut up and dribble. And everything he's about to say, I just don't understand how he didn't know what he was going to say because they asked him after, like, a week of this stuff going on. Yeah, there wasn't the day after. There was a whole week in between. And everyone was wondering, ourselves included, what is LeBron going to say? Because... The issue is that LeBron has branded himself as more than an athlete. That's his entire campaign with Nike of late. He has shoes that say more than an athlete and come with a Sharpie marker where you can write what you're more than. He's got shirts and socks and hats and he's produced the Shut Up and Dribble documentary and all this other stuff. There's even a cutscene in NBA 2K20 where he talks about how it's important if you're going to be a face of the league to stand up for people and stand up for injustice and give voice to those who don't have voice. And then LeBron didn't do that at all. So he, this is what LeBron said. I don't want to get into a word or a sentence feud with Daryl Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand, and he spoke. And so many people could have been harmed, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Ugh. So just be careful with what we treat and what we say and what we do. Even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be a lot of negative that comes from that, too. I'm going to start out by saying what LeBron meant. Which is, hey, we're in China. LeBron was in China at this point. The tweet itself caused a lot of drama. I think that is a that we can agree is the truth. Everything else here, the way that he said this, the fact that he Daryl Morey wasn't educated, is like, no, actually. Yeah, it's like, and are you, dude? That like, sounds a, like he doesn't ugh. know what's going on. Also, like, spiritually. All right, come on. Mm -hmm. This only demonstrates that LeBron is rambling here, and I don't understand. We know LeBron has a publicist. Why don't you go to those people and be like, hey, dog, I want to talk about this nuanced issue because I'm going to be asked for it. Can you give me a statement? And they're going to be like, yeah, LeBron, person who hired me. So I just don't understand what's happening here. The thing that makes the least sense to me is why he decided to go out on a limb to trash Daryl Morey in this situation, because that's what makes it feel like he's really trying to align himself with China more than just try to give a vague statement, because Harden's statement was just kind of vague. Curry, all these other dudes are just saying kind of vague stuff. LeBron truly went on the offensive against Daryl Morey and really mm -hmm. trying to condemn him for it, which makes it seem like the financials are what's most important to LeBron. And after these initial statements, he kind of just kept digging himself more and more into a hole anytime he was asked about it. And I don't know, it's just like you're saying, I don't get why there wasn't someone in LeBron's ear to tell him to say something better. Here's my big like financial, like conspiracy brain about it. LeBron eventually wants to own a team. Mm. He is following what egg frittata and uh, Joe Tsai, who is the owner of the Nets, who is Chinese, they were the only ones who said things negatively about Maury. The Joe Tsai one was especially rough. That was like big state, like some real weird shit. That one was not great. He was like, here's a history of why China is actually really good. Yeah, it was. He's <laughs> like, you know what's really cool? Colonialism. I love it. It was... Not good. So it's like LeBron is trying to play ball so that eventually they can like look back at his stuff and the other governors will mm -hmm. accept him and he'll do it, which is kind of similar to what Jay-Z's doing with the NFL because the idea is that Jay-Z also wants to like really own an NFL team. Mm. So like that's the big brain sort of shit. I don't want to get too conspiracy about it, but I can't even make a judgment because the whole thing was muddled. Yeah, it's disappointing. It really is. Some people were wondering if this is going to be his legacy of Jordan saying Republicans buy shoes too, right. if this will be LeBron's version of that. And it might be, but as a whole, for this whole entire NBA China thing, what's sad is that the NBA, one of the more progressive leagues, 
it makes it seem like they now are only going to be progressive and standing up for issues as long as money doesn't come into play. Right. They will stand up for the little guy as long as it doesn't affect the bottom line. And I that think, sucks. I think that's the distinction, though, is like Adam Silver is like a benevolent boss. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to stand up for my employees, which is true. Which we're talking about this mental health stuff. There's this whole other health scare about the health players aren't getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. We're caring about the lowest employees here instead of the managers who are the the governors and the the actual yeah. teams themselves. So that's really true. But again, Adam Silver works for the governors. He works for the business. I think it is really complicated because this is like a big economic repercussions for the NBA. I saw a report that like, if this doesn't get straightened out, that salary caps could shrink by like 10 to 15%. Which is a lot. That's a big deal. Especially when you remember that salary caps have been jumping by millions of dollars over the last 10 years as the NBA has been getting more popular and getting better streaming deals and this whole thing with YouTube TV and all that stuff. Like, I'm not surprised that they're capitulating because there is a ton of money on the line. Yes. So, of course, being horse, we got to end this with a sweet taste in our mouth and you know who said really good things about all of this Shaq yes Shaq came through and he was like hey yo fuck all this shit and he fired off some incredible quotes about the situation on the first game of the year I love this it feels like TNT does a better job of letting their broadcasters have free speech about stuff because hey guess what all the ESPN guys said nothing Mm -hmm. they were saying absolutely nothing until LeBron said stuff and then all of their coverage turned into them being very disappointed in LeBron which I think is so hypocritical yes I'm not supporting what LeBron did but you assholes just didn't say shit and then LeBron also didn't say shit and you were like man I can't believe LeBron didn't say shit neither did you Max Kellerman I don't appreciate ESPN's approach but I do appreciate TNT just letting Shaq ball out on him for a little bit. He listed off some wonderful quotes, and I support them. So here are some of the heavy hitters. In China, then it's almost like, what are, what are you doing this weekend, Shaq? Um, going to China. Yeah, you because you've been there a lot for I, I assume for business over there. Yes. So how did you watch as all this played out? We as American people, we do a lot of business in China, and they know and understand our values, and we understand their values. And one of our best values here in America is free speech. We're allowed to say what we want to say, and we're allowed to speak up about injustices, and that's just how it goes. And if people don't understand that, that's something that they have to deal with. But, you know, I just think, thought it was unfortunate for, you know, both parties, and then you got people speaking when they don't know what they're talking about. But Daryl Morey was right. Whenever you see something wrong going on anywhere in the world, You should I have the that. right to what say really that's not right, and that's what he that. did. He said, you've got all these people not knowing what they're talking about. And then the immediate next sentence, he says, Daryl Morey was right, mm-hmm. so that he clarifies, I'm shit-talking LeBron here, <laughs> not Daryl Morey. Thank you, Shaq, the eternal MVP of horse. <laughs> Show China how that ass tastes. <laughs> So that has wrapped up Full Court Press, and now we're going to get into something sillier and fun to kick off the NBA season. Hey, did anything else happen? Oh, the NBA season right. started. It That's did. right. It did. It did. It did. It did. The Clippers beat the Lakers, which was fun. Jared Dudley looks really old. <laughs> the Knicks were beating the Spurs, and then the Spurs went on a 16-0 to run, so that wasn't great. Same thing happened with the Celtics. <laughs> Kemba Walker's very fast, though. Mm. He's a fast boy. R.J. Barrett played really well, which made me happy. And Marcus Morris, 
one game, one technical foul. Let's yeah, go. baby. <laughs> well, the only way we know how to talk about the NBA season is to look forward to who is going to be the most dramatic this mm-hmm. season. So Mike and I are doing a draft. We have drafted every single one of the teams in the NBA, uh, depending on who is going to be the most dramatic. And we are going to summarize them in about one minute. But, of course, we're going to make it a little more complicated. We're going to do this like competitive chess. Each of us are going to have one minute per team totaled up. That's going to be 15 minutes on the clock. We're going to have to start it as we talk about each team and stop it. So we need to make sure to modulate our time properly or someone is going to have to talk about the Cavaliers for three minutes. I am trying to game this to where I have six seconds to talk about the Cavs, which, spoiler alert, was my final pick in the draft because they're boring. I'm not going to. Yeah, it's funny knowing like the it's the boring scale now. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to keep my most boring team secret. As you might have seen, uh, we rolled fictional d20s mm-hmm. i rolled a one and mike rolled a 20 which hey everyone should go listen to join the party i'm the new dm <laughs> mike has one dungeons and dragons from <laughs> me which is upsetting i don't get why brandon struggles so much dungeons <laughs> and dragons Christ. is so easy <laughs> all right so we're both gonna put 15 minutes on the clock we're gonna say our pick and that's when it's gonna start and then we're gonna say when we stop and each time we're gonna say how much time we have left mm-hmm. so mike with the first pick in the nba horse 2019 2020 drama draft I selected the Houston Rockets number one overall. They're going to be so much drama. Hey, remember how we just talked about Daryl Morey for 15 to 20 minutes? Yeah, that's there. But also, there's other things going on because Russell Westbrook is on the team now. And Russell Westbrook is A, very fun. B, very cool. C, potentially good at basketball. D, potentially bad at basketball. Lots of stuff in the mix. Is he going to work with James Harden? Was trading Chris Paul a mistake? Austin Rivers is also still on the team. There's a lot of things going on. They have high expectations, but also low expectations. People think that they need to be good, but also don't expect them to be good. There's going to be so much drama. There's all of the memes and gifts surrounding how Harden and Russ are going to work together, especially late in game. Who's going to take the important shots down the end of the road? Who's going to be controlling the ball more? Who's going to score more points? Who's going to get assists? And while all of this is going on, they've got the Daryl Morey China situation in the background. There is nothing but interesting stuff for the Houston Rockets going on. They also changed their jerseys. Their two new jerseys are bad, but they brought back <laughs> I mean, they already had bad jerseys, and now their new ones are also bad, but they are bringing back the ketchup and mustard Hakeem-era diagonal Houston, where some of the letters are lowercase for no reason, but I love it. Jerseys, and that's their statement ones, meaning they're going to wear them like 15 to 20 times throughout the season. So that's very good. So good things happening for the Houston Rockets. Something we didn't even talk about, it was that the Chinese government pressured Adam Silver to fire Daryl Morey, and he said, no? Yeah, that was, I think, Adam Silver's best look, is he did have a quote where he explicitly said, yo, China wanted me to fire Daryl Morey, and I'm not doing that. I think that was his best look of the entire saga. Wild. All right, I'm ready. With the second pick of the drama draft, I am taking the Philadelphia 76ers. Hey, hey, Mike. Did you know how tall everyone is on this team? Very. They're all very large boys. They're so large. Al Horford is there now. He's a stretch four and a five, and he's going to be standing next to Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons made a three-pointer. I know it was in preseason, but, like, that's a whole thing. People are just going to be watching him to see how much he's shooting. Like, his shooting watch is more important than, like, anything else now. Uh, Their rookie, Matisse Thibel, is, like, a defensive phenom. He might win votes for defensive player of the year, but also he's 
probably going to be the rookie of the year, honestly, because he slotted into a really good team. And if Ja and Zion don't actually steer straight up, it might actually happen. I would bet any amount of money that he does not win. Rookie he of might. The year. Let's see, he might. He <laughs> might. He totally might. So a lot of stuff happening at the same time. I think he's going to lead the the league in steals. Hey, do you know Zaire Smith is on the team? Yes. He almost died. He did from an allergic reaction. <laughs> Remember that? I he do. now gets to play basketball, which is wild. Also, if everything doesn't go well, uh, Embiid will probably pull some, like, Shaq and Kobe shit. Like, imagine if the Sixers aren't just, like, the number one seed. They drop down to four or five in the really weak East. I think that Embiid might release a diss track talking about how Ben Simmons can't shoot. And, like, Mike Scott. Just Mike Scott in general. It'll be wonderful. Also, we know so many Philadelphia fans that they'll probably all be upset. Mm -hmm. So, like, Hal Lovelin is just going to keep tweeting at me, and I'm fine with that. So, if they do well, I'm happy for them. If they don't do well, I'm also happy that all of the Phillies fans that we know are going to be upset. I think that's going to be interesting. I really think that they're going to make it to the finals. And, like, Philadelphia is a rowdy fucking finals destination, as we've seen from the Super Bowl. And the fact that I've been calling uh, Nick Foles Big Dick Nick, even though he's been injured on Jacksonville now. And that's football, and not a sport I even acknowledge. So... Uh, I also noticed the court for the 76ers is fucking baller. I yeah. just love the snake. The Snake's snake is just amazing. So very good. they bring it out for the playoffs as the middle thing too, which is very fun. I love that. And but even like they just do like little like side tattoos. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's like the court has yeah. like a thigh tattoo it's, of a snake. Yeah, which is their, very cool. It's their secondary logo. Yeah, I know. I just think it's fucking sick. Okay, yes, but okay. every every court has side tattoos. And, and like, well, I like their tattoos <laughs> because it's a snake and it's a chopped up snake, and I think that's cool. I've talked about it for a while and time. I'm at one minute and 22 seconds elapsed, so I've got a lot of time left. The third pick in the drama draft for me, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, of course. They've got LeBron on the team. They've who got, is the, now, who is that? His last name is LeBron James. The S is now a dollar sign. LeBron is on the team. AD is on the team. They finally made it happen. They traded away all their friends to make it happen. Rajon Rondo is still on this team. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope is still on this team. He played 27 minutes and scored zero points. The whole team is rough they have no bench at all jared dudley is on the team and jordan liggins who was on the show before she tweeted that jared dudley looked like he won an nba 2k competition and got to <laughs> suit up which i thought was very good i replied saying it looks like his son won an nba 2k competition <laughs> and he got to suit up but there's just so much drama going on they have obviously all the China LeBron stuff happening as well as the expectations to be well. And then also, as you're going to probably get in with your next pick, their rivals, the Clippers, are probably better than them. And that's not going to be fun for the Lakers. So I'm very excited to see how this all unfolds because there will be so much drama surrounding them. For the fourth pick. In the drama draft, I am taking the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers are trying to be the team of the people in L.A., they which are. is hilarious. And I love the undercutting of everything. I love Steve Ballmer. Again, we're exactly the same. Super intense. Both billionaires. I love that he ripped his shirt. I love. I just need to see if the Clippers make it to the finals. How intense is Steve Ballmer going to be? Is this going to be another thing like when he was at Microsoft and he screamed? Are, are we going to have another thing like that? Point guards, point guards, point guards, point guards. I love that so much. I do think that the Clippers can pull it off, especially if Kawhi stays healthy. And, you know, if they rest him in between and do his load management, he is the best player in the league and he didn't win the championship last year, so he definitely knows what he's doing. Hey, you know, um, they beat the Lakers by a lot, but their second best player just was wearing a tux like he was going to the prom because mm. Paul George is just kicking it. I don't know what's going on with Paul George's stylist that gave him a tux to this game, but I do think it's very funny. Like he was taking the Clippers out and he had a corsage for them. <laughs> I thought that was lovely. Yeah, the Clippers are the team of the streets. 
and I'm here for the streets. You also forgot that Patrick Beverly's on the team. Uh, he's not even the most interesting part of this whole thing. I think he is. <laughs> I love Bebev. He's great. He got fined $25,000 for kicking a ball into the stands. Hell fucking yeah, Pat Bev. Let's go. That's nothing. I love it. The number five pick in the drama draft, the Golden State Warriors, because, hey, for the first time in four years, it's cool to root for the Warriors again now. <laughs> it's been a long span of I was in Oakland the first season when they won the championship, and it was cool to root for the Warriors then. And then immediately afterwards, not cool anymore because they're too good. So now they're back to being scrappy because Clay's out for the year. KD is gone. You've just got Steph and Draymond. And is Steph going to be... Back-to-back MVP, unanimous MVP Steph, where he's just got to do it all himself because the other people on his team besides Draymond Green, there's some strange names on this roster. (laughs) So that is an interesting thing if we get God-tier Steph coming back. Draymond, if he steps it up, he's going to have to be in shape the whole season and not just the last two months. So we'll get a full season of Draymond being in peak physical condition. I think it'll be very interesting. They will have less of the spotlight on them just because everyone's going to be so fixated on the Los Angeles teams, which I think will make them interesting to operate. They've said that Clay's not coming back this year, but I think if they make a run where it looks like they're going to actually be in contention to win stuff, they'll come back. I think that's very conditional on their standings. But I think it's just a very interesting year for them because I think that they don't have incredibly high expectations, but if they do start playing poorly, people are still going to be concerned. And new stadium. And new stadium. That's going to be totally different being in San Francisco. Uh, It's gross. It's embarrassing. It's It's in a bad part of town. I don't like it. It's not fun. Oracle was good. And their new font is bad. They changed the font and it's bad. So yeah, I think they'll be interesting and have a lot of drama still. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, Mike, I spent a lot of time talking about the other teams. What are you at? I'm at 1049. Oh, boy. I'm at 417. Let's go. Because Mike is counting up and I'm counting down. We probably should have coordinated that. Uh My next pick are the Denver Nuggets. Listen, the Denver Nuggets are in the contention for actually making a giant trade because they're the only people in the entire league who actually have things to trade with. With uh, Jamal Murray and... um, I can't remember any of the other team names because I'm on timer and I keep looking at it. But really, let's just talk about Jokic. Jokic still looks like a bear. He still is just takes everybody out with his old man moves. He does, in fact, look like he's playing three on three basketball and like just at the Y. But somehow he just throws up all these games. And I still love watching Jokic. If he continues to develop and have all the young players around him, like the Nuggets could make it to the Western Conference Finals. And I love that. Also, Michael Porter Jr. is coming back after being super injured. And, like, he was just playing 2K, and now he gets to play actual basketball, which could be really cool. And, like, let's get more of the rainbow jerseys. Please. Mm. Nuggets, please. It's got to be their city edition this year. It's got to be the color version of the white one they did last year, which will be very fun. Oh, I would love that so much. So, that's it. (laughs) With the seventh pick in the drama draft. Oh, here it comes. I hate this. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. This is a great use. <laughs> this is a great use of your time. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. Yes, that is the 1994 Knicks classic. Go New York, go. The Knicks are going to be bonkers this year. Hey, 
We've got a bunch of people that want to fight on the team, and I love it. You know who wants to fight you? Marcus Morris. Every game. In the preseason, he took a basketball and smashed it on the top of some dude's head. That was really beautiful. Just because he was being annoying, and he got ejected in a preseason basketball game. I'm so excited for the Knicks. You've got, obviously, Marcus Morris trying to fight everybody. Dennis Smith Jr. is always a threat to do big, big dunks on people, which is very fun. Mitchell Robinson can block people from a thousand feet away. That's always very interesting. Why is he not starting, though? He was injured. Uh, <laughs> he will be starting. Okay, he just hurt his ankle. He's very good, but now he actually has expectations because he played so well last year, so that'll be interesting. RJ Barrett is in a really interesting spot now because with Zion missing up until at least December of the season, now people are thinking, oh, I wonder if RJ Barrett's going to be good. And he was really good in the first game. So that's a whole interesting situation. They've decided to just make him the point guard. We have three point guards on the team, and they decided to make RJ Barrett the starting point guard. I don't know what David Fisdale's doing. I'm very confused. And then Julius Randle's out there trying to prove himself as someone that's been slept on in the whole league. He had a really good game as well. So I think the Knicks, yes, we're not probably going to make the playoffs, but we're still very interesting. And we're still the Knicks. So people are always going to talk about us no matter what skill level we're at and thus there will be drama associated with it this is definitely a high drama pick i can't imagine they're going to win more than like 25 games no but this is the drama draft it's very not high the skill drama. draft we didn't even talk about any of the james dolan stuff because who even knows he has like four big moments a year thankfully he hasn't said anything yet and hopefully he keeps that up yeah all right well with the next pick let's talk about the pelicans zion come on why? After all of the amazing things we got in the preseason, then of course he tears his meniscus. I will give him my meniscus. I'm not using it. He can have mine. That sounds great. But honestly, everyone is kind of really good. Let's talk about Lonzo Ball Watch. Maybe his dad is going to come back too. I mean, the Pelicans don't have nearly enough money to pay LeVar Ball hush money. So let's see what happens. Also, Drew Holiday's a really good player. I love Drew. He's great. So... The Pelicans might be sneaky, and Anthony Davis was doing all this shitting on them, and they might actually be a good team and like sneak into the Western Conference playoffs. So, I think I'd be sick. But Zion, please, are you okay? I'll give you my meniscus. I promise. Give him a knee massage every night. The ninth pick in the drama draft. Ha ha ha! It's the Boston Celtics. You done goofed. They're when not I... even that dramatic. You just did it to hurt me. Uh, They are dramatic because they've got a lot of stuff going on. Hey, are they going to find out that Kemba Walker is uh, not a huge upgrade from Kyrie Irving? Are people going to figure that out? <laughs> Ke- no, he's, Kemba he's Walker. Better, he's a nicer person. Oh, yeah. Kemba Walker, career 32% three-point shooter. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I like Kemba Walker, but I think people are really high on him because they're like, well, at least he thinks the Earth is round. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Kyrie's a bad man. I'm going to talk about this later. Ennis Cantor's on the team, and guess what? As someone that had Ennis Cantor on the team, you're going to love him for three months, and then you're going to hate him. I already know he's not good. I <laughs> he's already not good, it. but he's going to talk a lot of trash and get into fights with people that are way better at basketball than him. There's also, on a less funny note, the whole turkey situation. Ennis Cantor, basically the anti-LeBron, has had his whole family have incredible repercussions because he has stood up to oppression and the oppressive government over in Turkey. So there's always the chance that something bad happens to Ennis Cantor in that regard, or mm-hmm. at least something dramatic. He was afraid of playing a game against the Raptors once because he thought he was going to get deported because of yeah, being not in America. Yeah. So there's always drama there. And then here's a fun thing. Did you know that last year, before the season started, there was a poll on who's the best coach in the NBA? Brad Stevens received 71% of the votes before the season. You want to know what percentage of the votes he received? It's like 30. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So there's a whole thing of, oh yeah, we love Brad Stevens. Hey, 
is Brad Stevens good at coaching? And then also, does everyone still hate Brad Stevens because he was babying Gordon Hayward? That's, hey. I hate this so much. I can oh, see it. Oh, Gordon hey. Hayward is not even that good. Oh, is Gordon Hayward going to be good this year? Oh. oh, what if he isn't? Oh my gosh. Oh, we spent so much money. Oh no. We don't have Al Horford on the team anymore. Who's going to play center? Ennis Cantor. <laughs> Time Lord. Yeah, Time Lord's <laughs> the best. I love Time Lord. There's a player on the Celtics named Robert. Williams? I Robert Williams the, the third. third. His nickname is Time Lord because in his when he was a rookie he overslept like three practices in a row. I, he 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 overslept his initial press conference mm-hmm. when he got drafted. So very good. Time Lord baby. So yeah, the Celtics. I think it's gonna be fun. <laughs> All right, my next pick. I'm going with the Nets. Hey, did you know the Nets are cool and the Knicks are not cool? According to Kevin Durant. <laughs> so stupid. My favorite thing was there was a New York Post thing. It was a big front page thing yesterday before the season started. It was like, new look Knicks, RJ Barrett, blah, blah. And then a title thing that they're like, oh yeah, the Nets are here too. They had to abbreviate Brooklyn to B apostrophe R-K-L-N. <laughs> I, it's the New York Post too. So let's take that with a giant Titanic grain of the, salt. It's a Nets town now. Yeah. Well, what I like is that Kevin Durant, because he's just going to be rehabbing, is just going to be on Twitter and that's beautiful. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is a bad man. I know that he, like, a personally a bad man, but I do like the fact that now Nets fans are going to have to deal with the fact that you have Kyrie Irving because he just put up 50 points against the Wolves and they still lost. Yeah. So this is welcome to life with Kyrie, guys. <laughs> what I do like the idea is maybe I'll run into Kyrie on the street in Brooklyn. Like, just come to Greenpoint, Kyrie, so that I can see you and, like, we can have it out. So I Just so like you don't that. get your hopes up. You're going to have to hope that uh, Uber Black starts doing Uber Black pool gonna, yeah. if you want to see Kyrie. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get into a pool and like, oh, Kyrie Irving. So nice to see you. But I might run into him on the street, like at a farmer's market. So that could be cool. And that's all I have to say about the Nets. My next pick is the Milwaukee Bucks solely because, hey, they've got Giannis on his team. Giannis is an alien. That guy's not a human <laughs> being. Always fun to watch. He is much like Ben Simmons, is always going to wonder if he's going to get good at shooting threes. Unlike Ben Simmons, he actually does shoot them. But similarly, he doesn't make a whole lot of them. So that will be the question of, is he actually going to start making them this year? Because then that makes him a whole new thing to watch. And then also they've got the Bledsoe situation. So they got this point guard, Eric Bledsoe, because he was on the Suns and he tweeted, I don't want to be here. (laughs) And then later tried to say, oh, I was at a hair salon. And I said, I didn't want to be here. So then the Suns were like, get out. So the Bucks traded for him. He played really well. They gave him a big contract extension. And then he played really poorly afterwards. So, oh, is he going to be good? Is he going to be worth this money? Because the reason that they don't have Malcolm Brogdon on the team anymore is because they gave Eric Bledsoe a lot of money. So he has high expectations. The Bucks have high expectations. They played really well last year. They did very well in the standings. Can they repeat it? Is Giannis going to return to MVP form? A lot of questions. A lot of drama. Like, I have seven minutes and 43 seconds left. I'm also <laughs> similar now. I spent a lot of time talking about the Knicks and the Celtics. All right. Well, you can just talk to Jeffrey Craner instead, but I'm going to talk about the Mavs. The Mavs, again, might be a sneaky playoff team. Uh, Luka Mania is continuing. Luka's going to be an MVP in, like, two years. It's really wild. Mike, plug your ears. Just don't listen to this part. Uh, Porzingis looks good. He didn't play all last year, and he threw down a massive dunk yesterday, and Luka just likes having a friend. Uh, also, do you think Mark Cuban is going to become like Jerry Jones? He's morphing mm. into like the public facing, like mm. big old, he might as well just be wearing a big old fucking Texas hat. I think this also talks about like the way that we view tech entrepreneurs now. Like now they're just as bad as actual CEOs of like traditional they companies. All, is there a good one? They all suck. Everyone's like, Elon Musk, he's doing cool stuff. Oh, bad, Elon no, Musk bad man. sucks. Oh, Zuckerberg, he sucks. He's doing terrible. 
Cuban. Now uh, he might, he's kind of like becoming his NBA version of what Jerry Jones was a bunch of years ago in the NFL. So I think there's something to keep watch out for. Mark Cuban is going to pop the fuck off. Mm-hmm. All right. My next pick is the Miami Heat because Jimmy Butler's on the team. <laughs> is he going to fight everybody? Is he going to show up at 1 a.m. for a 10 a.m. practice? He doesn't sleep. So much happening. Never lost. They've got their vice jerseys, which are always incredible. Do they make a trade? Do they trade for Chris Paul? That's rumbling out there. Do they try to put another star next to Jimmy Butler? Are the new vice jerseys going to be the blue? So they complete the quadumvirate of <laughs> the white ones, the black ones, the pink ones, and now the blue ones. And then will they eventually just rebrand and only be vice colors? Because please give it to me, Miami. Give me only vice. It's your only good jerseys. Fuck your other stuff. It had its course. Be vice all the time. But the heat will be fun. Jimmy Butler's hilarious. He's always good. He is going to be top dog. He's got no one to pass to uh, except for Derrick Jones Jr. who loves to do big, 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 big dunks on people. And it already happened one game into the season. So the heat will be fun. There will be drama because Jimmy Butler loves to drama. Jimmy Butler wasn't in the first game of the season. No, he he was out for personal reasons. Right. What were the personal reasons? Something that they said was not super serious, but serious enough for him to miss a game. So I, I don't want to make his wife was pregnant. Oh, right. No, that is it. Yeah, his partner. I don't think they're married, but I think his, oh, yeah. I think his partner was giving birth. I just thought that was really funny because I saw that for personal reasons. And I was like, oh, Jimmy's already stirred the pot. It's always a landmine when people do that because, hey, what if the personal reasons was that someone died? Yeah. And, and everyone around is like, lol, he had to wake up early for the next game so we couldn't play in this one. <laughs> Dog, what if his dad died? <laughs> but congrats, hopefully, to him and his partner. Uh, I have six minutes and 41 seconds because I'm enjoying this a lot. Uh, let's go with the Portland Trailblazers. I need to know more about CJ McCollum's podcast. CJ McCollum is also becoming the most memeable player in the NBA season. He had like three or four moments that are going to go down as people remember this and it gets immortalized on the internet. Like Jennifer, everything about his podcast, Kevin Durant ripping him. It's all there. I need Dame to drop more diss tracks. Damian Lillard is also like out here shooting everybody's lights out. He really wants them to go to the Western Conference Finals and like, I think they deserve it. Yusuf Nurkic, the big bear, is going to come back and come back healthy. That's going to be nice. Also, Mario Hazonia is on the team. So Mario Hazonia and Yusuf Nurkic are just going to be giant Eastern European goons, and I love it. Hazonia played very poorly last night, and Yusuf Nurkic's hair looks so bad. It's so bad. (laughs) He's never going to heal until he cuts his hair. Mario Hazonia! Good riddance, Mario. (laughs) He's not a good player. He's just very dramatic. He just gets a good play once every 12 games. My next pick are the Utah Jazz, solely because of expectations. They made some trades to add some new people. They got Mike Conley on the team. Donovan Mitchell has expectations. So it's purely just going to be, if the Jazz aren't good, people will make a big stink about it, and then there will be drama around it. They're one of these teams where no one likes people's takes on the Jazz. Either everyone thinks you're too high on the Jazz or you're too low on the Jazz. So no matter what they do, half of NBA people that follow stuff will be upset or really happy. So I think it's purely just people are either going to love that the Jazz are doing well or they're going to be very mad that they're the fifth seed or something. So we'll just have to see how it goes. Also, they have those very cool uniforms with the sunset image, and I just want them to wear them all the time. And they're bringing back the old school big mountain 90s ones. So that's a good look too. So yeah, the Jazz. All right, I got 550 left, so I'm going to run through this one. Hey, these are the Raptors. They won the championship last year. Saying the name Pascal Siakam is really fun. Oh, yeah. And I hope Drake turns it the fuck down now that he has a championship. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Concise. 
I have four minutes and 30 seconds left, but it's okay because the rest of these teams are boring. Sacramento Kings are here. They're my next pick. They're going to be interesting because Buddy Heel just publicly shit-talked his owner for Love a it. very long time trying to get his contract extension, and then he did get his contract extension, and it was less than some other players that are about his skill level, but hey, Buddy Heel's kind of old by comparison, so it makes a little more sense. But if he doesn't play well, people are going to be really mad because he was very vocal about being good, so if he's not good this year, that's going to be a bad look. Similarly, Harrison Barnes, they also paid a lot of money, and if he's not good, that's going to be a bad look. And then they've got Harry Giles on the team, and a bunch of other players, Darren Fox. Uh, lots of stuff going on. A lot of people on the Kings said that they didn't play USA Basketball to try to focus on making the playoffs, and they just lost to the Suns by 30 points. So, let's see how that goes, Sacramento! <laughs> I remember when uh, the owner of the Kings compared um, Buddy Heald to Steph Curry? It wasn't as good as when Rob Palinka compared Contavious Caldwell Pope to the manna that Moses received from God on high. You're right. That's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. It's not as good. Speaking of the 90s, hey, Chicago Bulls, they might be good this year. They have a lot of rookies. Wendell Carton Jr. is going to come back. Zach Levine might dunk all over everybody. Their new throwback jerseys are going to come. Hopefully, they can get a blank number 12. That would be sick. Also, when I was doing research for them, I watched an old three-point contest, and someone retired, but then they brought them back for the next year as the three-point contest so they just had a blank nba jersey and it was fucking sick mm. it was a white jersey and had like the red white and blue nba branding on it i thought it was awesome and i would really love to get my hands on that jersey but let's talk about jim boylan for a second their coach jim boylan is so intense for no reason i don't know why chicago would bring them back because he's like a classic college coach and then when you try to motivate like grown men like you motivate 18 year olds who are walk-ons so uh when he was the utah head coach the University of Utah head coach, Jim Boylan took away the names on the back of his players' jerseys because they didn't deserve it, and then he brought it back when they really grinded it out. Oh my so gosh. I love this so much. Someone's going to fight Jim Boylan, and I need to see him. That is some Little League bullshit. I remember when I played Little League baseball, they would do incentive-type stuff with that. Like, I think one of my teams, we had to win a certain amount of games, and then we got practice jerseys that had our nicknames on the back, and that was a reward <laughs> for playing well. Which like, you were going to get them for us anyway. Don't yeah, lie to us. Let's see if that works up to Lori Markinen. Uh, he played really well. My next pick is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Andrew Wiggins has paid a lot of money, and he's not good at basketball. He is not doing so well, but getting paid lots of money to do it. Did you know Glenn Taylor made him shake his hand to say that he was going to play better oh, before he no. signed the contract? Oh, no. Amazing. And Carl Anthony Towns had been a little vocal, saying that people were sleeping on him. And then Kendrick Perkins murdered the man with words. Cat said people were sleeping on the wolves. Here is what Kendrick Perkins had to say about that. Well, look, I'm going to tell Cat this. Carl Anthony Towns, guess what? I'm sleeping, and I'm sleeping with the AC on 60 and the box fan blowing in my face. Because guess what? I don't believe you. Listen, you, they gave you all the, you and Wiggins, all the praise. They gave you all the money. They gave you all the coaching change. They got Jimmy Butler out of there. It's time to put up and shut up. I don't want to hear another word from Carl Anthony Towns or Andre Wiggins until April. <laughs> Andre Wiggins. I love Kendrick Perkins so much. He's fantastic. But, yeah, I'm sleeping with the box fan <laughs> He then later on, after giving more analysis, wrapped it up with again saying more things like, I'm not tumbling in my sleep. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night. You have so little time left and you devoted so much time to Kendrick Perkins. I love it. All right, I have 433 left and I got some picks. So let's talk about uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
what is Chris Paul gonna do? He played well. He played well, but like he doesn't want to be there. And there's nothing I love more than NBA players who don't want to be in a place. But like they're like, oh, I really do like playing basketball though, and I'm gonna win it for you, even though I don't want to. Um, this is a totally poster rant, uh, Westbrook world, and like I want to see how Oklahoma City responds. Also, they have like five thousand and a half draft picks, so they might trade them for like you know actual players. Uh, but really, I just want to see Stephen Adams regress to be the missing link between <laughs> ape and man. There's um this graphic on Twitter where we'll you put see it on the website. Every season he's in the league, he gets hairier and hairier and hairier. And now like he might as well just be Chewbacca. It's wonderful, and he plays like Chewbacca would play basketball. Um, I also think that SGA is gonna be good, so I hope that he blooms and nothing bad happens to them except for Chris Paul just flipping out. He might just like quit and start a steakhouse. He'd be like, I just I don't want to do this anymore. Chris Paul is basically applying for other jobs. Also, there's a guy in the Thunder named Hamadou Diallo, which oh, is I love that. what a name. It's amazing. So All right. I have less than a minute and a half left to talk about four teams, but they're really boring, so it's okay. My next team, the Charlotte Hornets. Only Terry Rozier is why I picked this. They paid him way too much money for Terry Rozier. If he plays well, people will be happy. If he plays poorly, people will be grumpy. Other than that, the Hornets are going to be really bad at basketball. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Real quick, the Knicks have the Hornets second round picks for the next few years. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> all right. I'm going with the Hawks. We all want Trey Young to be happy. He's like not a good looking dude. He's got it. His hair. His hair is so bad. The, it really dog, is the hair. Shave it off, dog. Shave it off. I think that's why he's dangerous, though. He's like, I need to prove myself. Uh, so bad. he's always going to be out here taking shots. The Hawks also could make this leap. I mean, with Trey Young, with Kevin Herter, with John Collins. Also, Vince Carter is still playing basketball, <laughs> which is wild. I love it. I have a throwback jersey for someone who's still in the league. I love him so much. I hope only the best. And he continues to do things that only 45-year-old Vince Carter could do. They're also releasing Georgia peach jerseys this year. They're going to oh, be black and peach. I fucking love I'm that. I'm so excited. I might buy a no. I might have two Vince Carter jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you have left? I have a minute and ten. All right. My next team is the Indiana Pacers. This is just because they have Demnatus Sabonis and Miles Turner, who are both very good, but play the same position. So, uh-oh, what's going to happen? This is kind of their last year to try to make that work. And if it doesn't work, they're going to have to trade someone. So that'll be dramatic. Also, Victor Oladipo, who apparently is just doing very well on The Masked Singer. He's going to have to come back and play basketball when his knee is healed. So let's see how that goes. And then finally, the Pacers have a guy in their team named Goga Bitadze. So... That's interesting enough as it is. That's good. All right, I got the Wizards. You know, DC's such a mess right now. It's like like the government, the Wizards just can't get anything passed through Congress. Um, Bradley Beal is like... He reminds me of when I was a teacher and, like, you didn't want to do anything that the principals wanted to do. So you had to, like, just ask the union if you could do anything. And the union's like, yeah, just, like, go to class and it's fine. <laughs> so, like, Bradley feels just, like, in a union. He's like, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to do my work and everything's going to be terrible around me. Isaiah Ed Thomas is on the team now. Mm -hmm. And, like, he might be better. That could be cool. Um, they might have cool jerseys. But, like, honestly, I'm just waiting for them to have, like, MAGA jerseys. No. Which, like, honestly no. is the only way the Wizards could be no. more, more terrible. No. So... I'm going to stop there. <laughs> now I move on to the Phoenix Suns. 
I have a tie to the Suns in that on my bad on purpose fantasy basketball team. My best player is Devin Booker. He gets lots of technical fouls and doesn't play very good basketball. But now they've Ricky Rubio on the team who's a very competent point guard. So is that going to make them better at basketball? That will be interesting. Also, they continue to just release awful, awful, awful jerseys consistently. And I don't know how this team, which had such perfect jerseys in the late 90s, is just going down a continual shithole. So let's see if they can get even worse and even uglier somehow. And Kelly Oubre is on the team, and he's really pretty. So that right, stop. is Hold fun. on. You're at 15 minutes. Oh, oh, oops, oops, oops. Okay. So you have no time. You can't, you can't talk about the old. You can't talk about them. I think the timer was running while I was doing the Suns thing. Okay. I'll give you 20. I'll give you okay. 20 more seconds on the clock. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. <laughs> give, <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. You only have 20 seconds left. All right. I got two minutes here. So I'm going to talk about the Grizzlies. Uh, You know. It's it, they're weird. The Grizzlies are just super weird. They have a lot of young talent, so maybe they'll do better. But really, I'm just excited for John Morant. John Morant does big dunk. Do, John Morant does good pass, and maybe he'll be Rookie of the Year. I love him so much. I love a Nate guy whose name is Ja. I love we're gonna make Ja Rule references the entire time when he dunks. We're gonna say it's a murder. This is gonna be amazing. You know what Ja Morant's real name is? What? Demetrius Jamel Morant. I love it. I love everything about Ja Morant. <laughs> And, like, I hope the Grizzlies get better jerseys, too. I hope people give some more respect oh, to them. Oh, yeah, they're doing their throwbacks. Don't they're worry. doing the Vancouver ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. yes. Now mm-hmm. I want a John Mar- Now I want, like, a mint green John Morant jersey. Mm-hmm. He that also has four dashes total in his eyebrows. I love him so much. He's got two of those. John Morant is my new son. I will never say anything bad about him because he does big dunk, he does big pass, and he does big win. Mm-hmm. So good job, John Morant. I think if I was in the NBA, I was getting my haircut at the German barbers down the street here, and the guy said that because I... I always do the hard part here. He was like, hey, if you follow the line of your hard part, it would cut to the very That'd right side of his eyebrow. And I was like, that would be a cool look if I was a professional athlete. <laughs> anyway else, it's like you're Nelly and you put like a yeah. bandage on your eyebrow. Otherwise, just normal person. Hey, what do you do professionally? Guy with a intentional dash cut uh, out I'm of his podcaster. eyebrow. I make podcasts. <laughs> I make podcasts. Don't you like my sick cuts? I sit in a soundproof room and talk about things. <laughs> I, I know 40 seconds after we talked about John Moran. I have 20 seconds to talk about the Magic and the Cavs, and I think that that is going to be just fine. I'm going to spend 15 seconds to talk about the Magic so that I only have five seconds to talk about the Cavs. The Magic are fun because they have Markel Fultz on their team, and I hope that he can be the fun reclamation project that he is. He had the whole whatever situation going on with Philly. Was he injured? Was it the yips? Is everything okay? Was it a mental health situation? I want nothing but the best for him. I hope he plays well. He played well in the first game of the season. I hope he keeps it up. Nice. Very good. All right, I got 41 seconds. Let's talk about the Spurs. The Spurs as a team is boring because Greg Popovich is keeping everything steady. I did a lot of research, just in case I had extra time, about Greg Popovich's love for wine. And he said in the summer of 2013, before the NBA Finals lost to LeBron James in the Heat, Greg Popovich was asked about his coaching legacy. And he said, what's my legacy? Food and wine. This is just a job. The most winningest, best coach of all time just thinks basketball is just a job. Mwah, mwah, I love it. Also, have Dejounte Murray on the team, who I have a very close place in my heart because he is the starting point guard on the Vancouver Groove. Oh my god! <laughs> Give me a Vancouver Groove jersey of John Morant. That's what I want. We have great jerseys. <laughs> All right, my final pick. I've got five seconds to talk about the Cavs. So here we go. The Cavs are boring, and no one's fun on them. Kevin Love wants to stay. He should want to get traded. That'd be way more interesting. They're not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Nice. All right, I got 12 seconds to talk about the Detroit Pistons, and I don't want to talk about Blake Griffin. I just want to talk about Tony Snell, and this is uh, a piece of clothing that he has. It's a beanie, and it's a basketball, and it looks like a shell for a snail, and it says T-Snell, and I love it. Oh, it's amazing. And time! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the drama draft is complete. Oh, my God. Amazing. Worth every second, worth all of the discussions of things. I'm so glad that I played that much of Go New York, Go New York, Go. <laughs> it seemed worth it. It was very worth it. That song's great. That was the, the proper amount of time that I would have for Tony Snell's beanies. That's good. We'll have to put a picture of that on the website because that is very good. He said, uh, I didn't even get to talk about this, but I think I need to share it with you. It says, new merch available on website. 70% of proceeds go to giving back to the community. That's too vague. <laughs> too vague. You know who gives back to the community? Me eating lunch. <laughs> like, that's like, a weird. <laughs> it's like you're spending money on just things in your community. Thanks for listening to this episode of Horse Horses, hosted by Eric Silver and Mike Schubert. It is edited and mixed by Eric Silver. The social media is run by Mike Schubert. The website is by Kelly Beckman. The art is by Allison Wakeman. And the music is by Bettina Campomanes. Thank you to our producer-level patrons, Brand Wingate, Berger, Skylar Jorgensen, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Cross Papa Akano, Cody Powell, Salvatore Testa, Trust the Process, Samantha Rose, Polly Burridge. I worked with Eric's dad. Caitlin hates square dancing. Jordan Wood, my dad, who is I am Adam Silver, aka the conditioner, which now Mike knows what a condition is, and Bilal Johnson. Hey, Mike, where can you go to buy Tony Snell's really cool uh, branded uh, hat, uh, beanie thing? Uh, I hope it's like sne.ll. <laughs> that would be really good. I don't know what does it, but you can find it on social media uh. through his Instagram. But we also have an Instagram oh. and a Twitter and a Facebook. Cool. You can find us on the internet at Horse Hoops on Instagram and FB, and you can find us at Horse underscore Hoops on Twitter because as we say every episode it's because a horse hoops uh, is China. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, that's true. Horse hoops is China. And it's banned because China doesn't like it. Right. Uh, our website is horsehoops.com, which has all of our research and the visual stuff you didn't see because this is a podcast. If you want some sweet bonus content, such as turning three on threes into five on five, me and Eric talking about other basketball stuff, such as overtime, we're going to be doing a FAQ about, hey, I'm not really sure how basketball works. Can you guys talk <laughs> about what the free throws are? Stuff like that. We'll be doing a overtime about that. So if you want to hear us just talking about some other silly stuff, you can check out that and all the other wonderful bonus content over at patreon.com slash horse hoops. I also recorded a stream of me playing a game as the Vancouver Groove at the request of multiple listeners. So that's on there now too. And I wasn't involved because I'm bad at this game, <laughs> which I dislike and it's just me screaming usually. <laughs> Mike, you know who I could spend more than 15 minutes talking about all the time? Ja Morant. Yep, it would be Ja. And also Multitude. Right, right, right. Multitude is an audio collective of people who love making podcasts about the thing they love, but that does not mean that we can't be critical about them and make jokes just like we do about basketball. So that is Spirits, Join the Party, Partless, Waystation, Head, Heart, Gut, which is our show with the multi-crew, and of course, Horse. If you want to find out more about us, you can go to Multitude.Productions, or you can follow us on Twitter at Multitude Shows. Or you can see us live in the human flesh on November 21st in Houston, Texas. Go to Multitude.Productions slash live for tickets. Yeah. And as we round out every episode, we're going to put our hands in the middle and say something on the count of three. And I think it's only fitting if to pay <laughs> homage at the very minimum to Daryl Morey, but also to the entire country of Hong Kong. We should say, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong on the count of three. And now we'll get fined by China. This will be great. And there are going to be no jokes after this because it's way too serious than we usually do. All right. So one, one two, two, three. Fight for, for freedom, freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Kong. No jokes. Barbecue chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a joke. That's just a fact. Reference. (laughs) Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.